0: Isn't it funny how we all start off with a plan or conception of what our life and career will look like, but oftentimes we end up in a completely different place than we ever could have dreamed? Well, this is a podcast where we sit down with celebrities, athletes, and entrepreneurs to hear how they handled life's unexpected events. I'm your host, Andrew East. I'm an engineer turned professional athlete turned entrepreneur, and I'm super excited to bring you these stories to help inspire you to reach your dreams, no matter what they look like. Today's episode is a little bit different, and I think fittingly I'm pretty nervous to film and record this. I hate talking about ambiguous topics, uh, and identity is is so easily one of those topics that you can't really find a tangible takeaway or have any tangible learning points from. But I promise at the very end of this episode, uh, I provide some tangible steps that can help you. And um, if that's the only takeaway you get out of this is you asking yourself, um, what your identity is and how you view yourself, then my mission is accomplished with this. But as I share in the episode, um, I hadn't really thought about what my identity was. And it's such an important topic that um, I wanted to bring it to you guys and cause you all to think about it for yourself. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. I'm excited for your feedback and let's just jump into it. All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. Hope you're having a wonderful day. In light of this being the 21st episode, and we have now sat down and talked with 20 people and heard 20 amazing stories, each of which have a similar underlying message to them where people start off doing one thing and were redirected into another thing. And whether that's in their personal life or their careers, um, each of them kind of found what they felt like they were called to do. And that's a topic I want to talk about and and kind of do some preaching on today because it's something that I have spent a lot of time thinking about, talking to mentors about, and reading and researching about. And I've come to believe that it's probably the most important thing that you can discover in your life. And I know it seems pretty ambiguous, but I feel like today I have some very tangible takeaways for you guys Um, If you are trying to confirm or find and discover what your identity is in the first place. So what do I mean when we talk identity? I'm talking about how you view yourself. It's so important because it literally affects everything that follows. And whether that's the job that you take, the school that you go to, the spouse that you look after, um, your expectations for, for life and how big you can dream, it all has to do with identity. Because if you see yourself as less, you're going to ask for and expect for less. And on the other hand, if you see yourself as magnificent, which I would argue every single one of you are, then you are going to ask and expect for bigger, bigger things. Um, And that's, that's why this topic is so important to me, because I really believe that a lot of people have insecurities or uh negative self-impressions and negative self-identities um and I don't think that we were made that way uh I think that my generation has a unique struggle with this because we struggle with the burden of burden of opportunity and so you know it's it's said that this is the wealthiest generation and so with wealth comes freedom of choice uh but also the burden of opportunity and Um, When you have so many things that you could do, it's easier to take no action than to choose one action to take. Uh, So, you know, whether it's the school, the college that you're trying to decide on going to or the major that you're thinking about studying in college um, or the job that you take after after school. You know, like so many people are living with their parents still after school because they aren't forced to a in the first place, leave home and find a career Financially, they're they're I guess allowed to to return back to home, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, I think that it points back to a lack of of vision, a lack of of big dreaming, um, and I think those two things have to do with a lack of identity and, and purpose. Like, what is your calling in life? Um, so I think I think that my generation kind of has a unique struggle with this, but maybe you're listening and you're you're 40 years old. Um, and you still don't know what you want to do with life, or maybe you have kids and, and you're struggling how to re- rediscover and redefine your identity, um, this is going to apply to you as well. Um, and if you're younger, you know how do you interact with your parents? How do you find friends and, and look at new friends? And how do you decide what school you're going to go to? This, this applies for you as well. And I guess personally in my life there were a few things that coincided to make me want to talk about this and really force me to actually address this issue in my own life because quite honestly this is not something that I thought about before uh the past 3 months I guess. Um but you know the, the, I guess the first thing that that really happened that made me have to address what my identity was was Sean and I are looking at new houses. And this is something that we have announced in a YouTube video I've talked about on the show. Um, and the idea of settling into a town Nashville, that's not where I grew up. It's not where my family is. Um, you know, I got resistance from my parents, from my friends and some internal resistance from myself, uh, about whether that was the right call or not. And so I really had to sit down and think about what was my vision for my life. And I couldn't, I couldn't address that issue without addressing my identity issue. Who was Andrew? The second thing that happened was football has, you know, I've gotten some calls and opportunities um, to pursue football. And actually, as we speak, I'm sitting down in a hotel room in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, And this is a very interesting episode for me to be talking about right now, because I am uh with this new football league, and it doesn't seem right uh one of the one of the things I wanted to talk about was carry the dream until the the dream carries you and and you know as I've begun talking, I'm realizing that wow, um I feel like my dream of playing professional football is now carrying me, and I'm not as passionate about it. Um, And so me trying to figure out what to do with my athletic career, as we've talked about, um, has been a struggle myself. Uh, The third thing is, you know, we don't have a set date or any concrete plans, but Sean and I are discussing expanding our family. And as I think about the legacy that I want to leave my kids, what I want to teach them, how I want to raise them, you know, and and what I want to gently and lovingly push them towards, uh, that has a lot to do with my identity too. And, and, and how am I, how am I going to teach them what it means to be a good man or what it means to be a, 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 a beautiful woman? Um, if I don't know how to be one myself, um, the fourth thing is I joined the fourth thing that, that coincided to, to make me want to talk about this is I joined a men's group. And in this group, we have discussed a lot of different things, um, and we've read a couple books, which I'm going to talk to you about later, but I've really been challenged by people older than me, younger than me, um, about what it means to set a vision for your life and actually actively pursue that. Um, and so, you know, I think this, this is something we'll talk about later, but having mentors and people in your life that push you, um, in a way that a, like an athletic coach would, to pursue a big dream or a big vision for your life is very, very important. Um, And the last thing that coincided is, as I've talked about before, I launched a online class called side hustle social. Now you could tell by the name that the um, selling point is that we teach people how to make money on social media, but that's not the reason that I made the class. Although um, it's been fun to get the positive feedback from the students of that class about how successful teachings have been. The reason I made the class is that, um, I view, uh, the abuse that my generation and all generations have with social media where they consume media constantly and never create, um, as kind of the easier route. And it's, it's, it's not the correct, it's not the correct way to to go about the usage of it. And, And if you do, like if you are on social media a lot, I'm not attacking you. I'm not coming at you. But I do think it's important to realize that there are consumers and there are creators. And actually, a lot of the joy comes when you start creating. Um, And so one of the things we talk about in the class is, you know, you can't create content if you don't know what type of content that you're going to create in the first place. And a lot of what type of content you make is what are your gifts? What are you good at? And again, it, it, it kind of traces back to identity. And so this is what a lot of the research was for, teaching other people how to do that and discover that themselves. Um, and in the process, I feel like I learned so much um, myself. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be walking you guys through part of the process that we have to discover your identity. Um, <clears throat> and to tie it back into the show, you know, we've sat down with now 20 people, as I mentioned, who each have just... Uh, phenomenal stories. And I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to the conversations as much as I've enjoyed, uh, you know, creating the conversation. Um, it's been a really good challenge for me. And I, I've been trying to draw and pull out um, unusual responses from the people I've, I'm interviewing. Um, and, you know, we've talked with everybody from Kurt Schneider, who was a mathematician. And then discovered that he had this amazing gift for producing music. And now that's what he's doing full time. And he's one of the biggest YouTubers on the platform, which is amazing. We sat down with Todd McCullough, who used to be a successful financial advisor. And although he was successful, uh, he decided that that was not his calling. And he is now a personal trainer. And he's crushing it. Um, And then, you know, last week we talked with Nastia and she had a unique situation. Um, She's not only been redirected in her career where she went from gymnastics to co-founding the technology company called Grander, but she also had a personal redirection. And so much of these redirections have to do with identity. Um, And so if you're listening... Um, whether you know exactly what you're called to do or not, I think that these will be some good quality tips for you to at least um, have for self-reflection and introspection. Um, but I'm really excited to share these tips with the people who don't know what their calling is and who feel like uh, they have, they, they feel this anxiety and they feel this um, unrest that they're not doing what they're called to do um and i i hope this this episode pushes you to take that next step in the right direction um so as i mentioned i'm i'm in a men's group and we're now in our third month just starting our third month um and we do a lot of reading there's a lot of discussions and one of the books that we read it we read was called david perceived he was king and david perceived he was king um and this book challenged me immensely. It's it's pretty deep, it's pretty dense and it's I wouldn't call it an easy book to read. Uh he just throws haymakers left and right. So you're just, you know, just you get absolutely demolished by so much information and life-changing um concepts. But I wanted to highlight some of the major things that uh the author Dale Mass talks about in that book because the whole book is talking about how we perceive ourselves. And, you know, the, the title, as you might infer, has to do with King David from biblical times and how, even though he was doing a lot of, you know, he was leading a country and he was taking down Goliath. Um, he never perceived he was King until, until this verse mentions that, you know, all of a sudden he perceived that he was a king. And that changes everything. It changes how you interact with people. It changes the actions that you take and it changes the things that you will or will not do. Um, So I wanted to jump into that and just talk to you about some of the things that I learned in that book and I've learned in my research and and studies on this topic. So the first thing is, and this is all faith-based for me, I, I believe personally that you can't fully find your individual purpose without finding your purpose in God's kingdom. Um, and you'll understand why as we go through these, but it ultimately has to do with the fact that you can't think of yourself as high enough, as big enough or as worthy enough without, without believing in God. That's kind of the first thing I want to talk about where it's easier to believe what God can do than to believe what he can do through you. Um, you know we always th- talk about oh god works in awesome ways and he he does such amazing things but if you think about it he works through people mostly he works through you and me to do those wonderful things and let's not downplay that we can't we can't be that instrument for god if if we're not showing up and being willing to be that instrument and so you have to know who you are you have to be what you have to know what instrument you are in order to play that role um Also, and this is a big one for those who have had traumatic things happen in their past, but, um, our view of the past creates our identity for the future. And so a lot of us get handcuffed by negative things that have happened in our past. And don't get me wrong. There are some traumatic things that that you have gone through, but that doesn't mean it should define who you are in the future. Um, you know one of the things that Sean and I have struggled with in our relationship is she has um some pretty deep insecurities and um those insecurities sometimes can be an obstacle to me loving her. She doesn't she doesn't think that she's worthy of my love, which is a huge issue because that's all I want to do in my life is love her. And so just because she's she's developed these insecurities because of things that have happened to her in the past doesn't mean that she should allow that to control how she behaves in the future. So you kinda have to let go of those traumatic experiences in order to progress and to grow. Um <clears throat> so the next thing that struck me was the idea that when we shift our activity, it affects our identity. Um you know, a lot of people are hesitant to choose a school or to pick a job because they say, Oh, I don't know what God's calling me to. I'm going to pray. I'm going to wait. I'm going to, I'm going to wait for what feels right. And it's interesting that, you know, a lot of people will sit down and watch three hours of Netflix, even though nobody, you know, there is no magical voice that they heard to tell them to do so. Um, when you feel like you have nothing or you do aren't capable of anything, or you don't have anything to do, it's a good time to help someone. It's a good time to help someone else. It's a good time to serve. Um, and I think that, that serving, even though you might not be explicitly called to, or, or nobody like God might not tell you, let's go, let's go out and help the homeless. It's a biblical thing it's a good thing. It it draws you closer to people. and, And I'm of the belief that anything that draws you into closer community is the right choice. That's, that's the right decision to make. Um, so, you know, doing something like serving, shifting your activity from being passive and not doing anything to serving, uh, changing that activity affects your identity. And so when you help serve someone else, yes, you are building this community. Yes. You're helping improve someone else's life but you're also realizing that, Hey, I am capable of helping someone else. I have resources or talents or skills that they don't have that I'm able to use for good. And that's a, that's an amazing, amazing realization to come to. Um, if we are only, if we're the only one who wins, it isn't God's best. And that goes back to what we were just talking about. Um, being drawn into closer community is always the right choice. And so if you're, if you're building a new business that you solely benefit from, or if you are uh, in in school and and maybe you have a school project and um, and you're not doing any work and you're actually hurting other people in your group, um, and you're the only one who wins because you saved all this time, but they submitted this project, um, that's not that's not a good thing that you should not be pursuing. Um, and so again, if it draws you into closer community, it's the right decision because as we get drawn closer to people, we have to overcome insecurities. We have to learn about ourselves and learn about others, which is an important way to learn about God. Um, this is a big one and I've been victim to it myself is the idea that we can lose our ability to dream. And it's so easy to fall into a rhythm of what we're used to, uh, fall into a rhythm of what we're comfortable with. And a lot of us kind of look at our natural parents to try to determine what our value is and what our future could look like. But I'm here to tell you that that might not be big enough for you. That might not be who you are. You might be called to something much, much greater And, um, although that's the norm and although that's easy and it feels right, um, I believe that God has made each of us unique and each of us in his image, which is a huge, huge concept when you start to think about it. Um, and so we might not be called to the same thing our parents are. So don't feel like you need to fall into the same job or neighborhood or lifestyle that they're in. Uh, but the big thing is when you make a change, you have to know that the new is not for the lazy or the uncommitted new requires a lot of work to initiate. And if you're doing something different, um, it's going to be hard. It's going to be uncomfortable. And I just read this book called the war of art, um, which is a fun play off of the original book, the art of war uh, where it's a, it's an author talking about, his creative process and he talks about this idea of resistance where the closer we get to um, what we're made to create or what our calling is the more resistance that we feel and whether that resistance comes in distractions with your time or uh, difficulty processing um, the concept that you're brainstorming and there's Tons of different ways that this resistance can show itself, whether that's through fear or insecurity. Like when I was about to launch my online class, I wasn't sure if I was knowledgeable enough to share that information with other people. But now having now a couple hundred students, I realize that from the feedback, it's provided a ton of value. And if I had not taken that step and overcome that fear and resistance, then people wouldn't have benefited from that class like they have. Um, or with this podcast with this interview show, um I felt very, very um fearful that nobody would listen to it uh that people wouldn't want to be on my show, and that it would be you know a way of exposing myself that I didn't want to have done um, but the show is connected with so many people, and I'm extremely grateful for that and I just think that. <clears throat> a lot of us get caught up in that resistance or those obstacles and we we don't take the step um, the steps that we need to overcome them. So I think that's very, very important to just be aware of that. And now there's a difference between resistance that is keeping you from your goal and um, signals that you shouldn't be on that path anymore. And that's, as I've talked about my struggle with football I'm just not sure like all these teams that I've been with and all these times I've had and cut, is that resistance or is that an indication that I shouldn't be playing anymore? Um, and a big thing is really ultimately it all kind of comes down to this. You must see yourself the way that, uh, God sees you. And if you don't, then you're belittling yourself and you're not giving yourself enough credit. Um, this is a huge topic and, um, a lot of people don't fully understand what it means to like view yourself as, as God would, which is you're like you're literally, uh, his son. And once you understand that, then it enables you and gives you confidence to, to move in ways that you haven't before. Um, which is incredibly powerful. Like you literally are a King. Um, and I think that you need to start, you know, taking the actions of a King. Um, And until we can confidently present ourselves before others who have greater authority, we will never be given the opportunity to enter our dream. Now, I'm not saying you need to go out and whether it's a job you're trying to get, um, you know, throw yourself in a situation where you're completely, um, you know, fighting with the big dogs when you're not prepared for that. There is a good amount of preparation. There is a good amount of practice that you need to have um, and credibility. But uh, a lot of people just don't give themselves enough credit and they downplay what they've accomplished or achieved, uh, and they say, "Well, I'm not I'm not ready to ask for that promotion or that that uh, pay raise because um, even though they they might have the track record in their mind, they're not worthy of it." So that's a huge thing that keeps a lot of people back. And ultimately, this is this is what this has all been building to. You guys, know I hate talking about ambiguous topics, but um, I wanted to give you these tangible steps that I'm about to give you uh to help you understand what your identity is, what steps you be, you can be taking to help you find what your what your purpose is and, and, and what direction you should go in. Um so here's the process. I want you to pick five to ten people that you have a current and strong relationship with. You could ask your pastor pastor, you could ask teachers or your friends, mentors or mentees ask different people in, in different parts of your life who know you in different ways um, and ask them these questions in email so that they have more time to think about it. And all these people, you know, know you in ways that others don't. And so the, they'll be able to speak uh, to different aspects of, of your gifts or weaknesses that, that, um, that they can only speak to in a unique way. And so the first question is again, write this via email. What do you see as my greatest gift? Okay. Second question is, how have I impacted, influenced, or inspired you? Third question is, what story, experience, or conversation comes to mind when you think of those moments that I've impacted, influenced, or inspired you? They should be able to give tangible conversations or um, moments in time where you really struck them. And I think those definitive moments really give a lot of insight into – what your gifts and what your strengths and weaknesses are. The second step is to ask yourself those same questions, which are, what do you see as what is my greatest gift? How have I impacted, influenced or, or inspired other people and what story or experience comes to mind when I think about those moments of impact. Step three is to pray about it. Um, and I think after you go through these three steps, you'll have a much better way of understanding um, really not only what your passions are, but what other people view you as good at. And maybe they're the same thing. Maybe they're not. Um, But if you, if you ask those five to 10 people and there's, you know, the one thing is, Hey, you're a really good public speaker or Hey, you're really funny um, or you're really great at like community service, whatever it is, uh, there should be one or two, three things that kind of rise to the top as, as overlapping um, qualities that's what you should pursue. So after you do your five to 10 interviews and you fill out what other people say you're good at and then you ask yourself those same questions and then you pray about it, I want you to do another exercise that was really challenging but beneficial to me and that is thinking about what you want your life to look like 20 to 30 years from now. Create a vision for that. Like literally close your eyes, lay down for five minutes and think about what that is gonna look like for you or what do you want it to look like And then write down what you see and, and write about it like it's in current time. And this was a difficult exercise for me because I felt super materialistic. I was envisioning the car that I was driving, the house that I had. Um, I envisioned that I had three, three kids that each went to um, the local high school that was by us. Um, And even though it felt kind of weird and tacky and cheesy, it was actually really, really good for me to be able to establish that vision and cast it and, and write it down, so that I now had something to work with. And I'm not I'm not talking about necessarily goals. I'm I'm talking about literally what you want your life to be in 20 years. Um, some people call this um, vision casting. The next step to this would be creating a vision board. So going on Pinterest or Google and finding images of. The house that you want to have, of the kids, of the family porch that you want to take, of the neighborhood you want to live in, Um, all these different things um, that can really give you a tangible example of what you're aiming for. Um, It's really, really beneficial. I didn't take the time to do this until four months ago when I was really pushed to, Um, but I found that it's given me a rough compass to work off of, and it's given me um, excitement and anticipation for what my work is for and what it's all leading to. So those two things I think will be very, very beneficial to you guys um, as you are on this journey to find um, what's next for you or what's best for you. And I'm really excited to hear your feedback on how these two exercises work for you. Um, I'm also reading a book right now called just do something. And in this book, the author talks about how, So many of us get paralyzed by indecision or inaction um, because we're scared to make the wrong decision. But I think what's important is that we make a decision, we go with it. And when you make a decision, you'll figure out whether the consequences of that decision um, are in line with what your vision is or not. So let's stop being inactive and let's stop not making decisions um, and just choose to, to do just do something. I think that's such a powerful title that could really be beneficial to a lot of people. And so if there's not if there's not a, a, an underlying theme or, or a similar topic that everybody comes up with, um, the best thing you can do is just take an action. And don't do anything rogue and wild, but take, take an action, whether it's service or whether that's um, finding a job if you don't have one whatever it is, take a step and you'll figure out whether it's in the right direction or not. Um, so again, I know this is a little bit of a different episode. This is more of a interview with myself, uh, but this is a topic that I think is important. And, you know, given our interview with Nastia last week and how many identity issues came up with, we came up with in that interview. Um, I thought it was a very, very important topic to discuss. So, I hope you found this episode beneficial and um, let me know if you want me to share more of episodes like these or maybe more personal stories within the episodes. I would love to hear your feedback on this Um, and we will see you next week with more interviews. Can't wait, guys. Hey, guys, it's Andrew, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of redirected. If you find this podcast valuable, there are a lot of ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever platform you happen to listen from. You can share it with your friends on social media, blogs, or on your own podcast. Also, head over to AndrewDees.com for more information and to request your favorite celebrity, entrepreneur, athlete, or anyone else who inspires you. And while you're at my site, be sure to sign up for my newsletter so you can get updates on other fun stuff going on. Also, you guys know I love connecting with you, so if you want to reach out to me directly on Instagram or Twitter, my handle is at Andrew D East. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next time on Redirected.